Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today it's book club and I'll be giving my commentary on the second half of chapter six on Janelle. To my YouTube viewers, please hit that like and subscribe if you enjoy the content. So let's get into it. Janelle insists Cody did the best he could and she never doubted his commitment to her or the kids. When Janelle expressed her grievances, Cody would remind her he was committed and not going anywhere. And Janelle knew he never would. She says Cody was the only stalwart in her life and the most hands-on father she ever saw. Janelle wrote in a previous chapter, When I was growing up, there was an incredibly cool father in my neighborhood. Perhaps because my stepfather was so distant, I took notice of how closely this man connected to his kids. He was a lawyer, but he would ditch work to take his kids skiing. It seems to me that every moment he was home, he was involved in some activity with one of his kids. It was clear that his children were the center of his world. I remember thinking how badly I wanted a dad like that. I'd seen the way Cody interacted with children, there were always kids around the ranch, and Mary's parents' house was often filled with them. I'd seen how loving Cody was and how much fun he could be. He even made time for kids not in his own family. He was energetic and caring, always willing to get down on all fours for any game the kids dreamed up. Cody seemed like exactly the father I had in mind for my kids. Janelle didn't have a strong father figure growing up, and she wished for one. And so she wanted that for her kids. So Janelle's main priority in finding a husband to have a family with was how they were with children and how invested and involved they would be with their own kids. And because Janelle saw Cody interacted well with the kids in his family, she felt he would be a good dad. He probably seemed fun and charming, just like the father who was her neighbor back in her neighborhood growing up. Janelle says, Cody is the most hands-on father she ever saw. Even during the last tell-all, Janelle maintained Cody was a good dad. Cody tried to insist Janelle kick out her 18 and older sons when they wouldn't comply with his mandates, and he said he did all he could for them, and they were 18, it was time for them to move out. But Robin's adult kids were allowed to live at home well past the age of 18, and they still do most likely. And Cody said on the show he was happy to have them, and it's because they obey Cody and they do things Cody's way. Does a good father have a different set of standards for one set of kids than another set of kids? Cody also seems to have the nasty habit of referring to his kids as just their moms when referring to them. Cody never takes ownership saying they're my kids or our kids. He always refers to his kids by a mom as Christine's kids or Janelle's kids. But with Robin's kids, Cody refers to them as our kids or my kids. Cody's older son Peyton did an interview a while back and he said the kids noticed the distinction made by their dad when interviewed that he always refers to the kids as just the moms, as just Christine's kids or Janelle's kids. When he was interviewed, he said all the kids noticed that. 
Cody's older kids barely speak to him now per the tell-all. And Cody labels it disrespect and disloyalty, saying the kids need therapy to fix the relationship, when it's obvious he does. Look at how Cody communicates with his kids. Look at the scene with Gabe at Coyote Pass. Gabe desperately tried to have a mature, open, adult conversation, son to father. Gabe was vulnerable. He communicated clearly. He expressed himself well. He expressed wanting more communication with his dad, and he wanted a deeper, stronger relationship, and Gabe explained his dad had not seen them in about nine or ten months since he shacked up with Robin, making the pandemic the excuse. Cody looked like an ice-cold robot. He gave nothing back to his sons. He wouldn't even make eye contact with Gabe when Gabe was speaking with him one-on-one. His son was in tears, pleading with his dad, asking why he doesn't call him like he used to for that 10-month period. Cody had stopped even calling regularly. I know Cody is extra paranoid about the pandemic, and I know he created his own mandates stronger than the CDC guidelines because he's a top virologist now, but I didn't know you could get COVID through the phone. Cody didn't make eye contact or say anything reassuring to Gabe. He didn't apologize or show affection or any sign of reassurance as the parent. He didn't promise to make an effort or acknowledge his son. Instead, he deflected and he blamed it on disrespect and disloyalty and the pandemic. And also, if that wasn't enough, on the mom's lax attitude about COVID. Cody cited Christine getting a massage and Janelle visiting family as to why he couldn't see or call his kids. He tries to blame the wives who would not acquiesce to his impossible self-made COVID rules. The moms, Christine and Janelle, preferred to follow CDC guidelines. And when Cody deflected to his wives as the reason he doesn't write or stop by or call, Gabe defended Christine and he defended his mom, Janelle. And Cody gave nothing back, no love or reassurance or accountability, no I will be better, no I want a relationship too, bud, nothing. He just did deflection and he tried playing the victim and blaming his wives for his lack of investment and time spent with his kids. I just don't think that's what someone who classifies themselves as a good father would do, not to mention the scoliosis surgery debacle. Peyton said in an interview, and I'm paraphrasing, that Cody is interested in his kids when they are small and they adore him, but as they grow, Cody distances as the kids get older. It sounds to me that Cody likes it when it's simple cuddles and adoration and it's something that boosts his ego. But as the kids grow and it becomes more complicated and the kids have questions or constructive criticism and it becomes less easy and simple and convenient and it's less of an ego boost, Cody checks out. I could be wrong. That's just my opinion based on the little we see. During the eighth year of Janelle's marriage to Cody, she gave birth to Gabriel, her fifth child. She had horrible postpartum depression She felt overwhelmed with having so many kids in quick succession. 
Janelle felt depressed by the lack of the family's financial means. I'm sure she felt used and abused, being the primary breadwinner, keeping the family afloat. And Cody seems lax when it comes to making sound financial judgments and doing financial decisions in a smart way and budgeting. We know despite their financial struggles, Cody has a motorcycle and also the two-door luxury convertible that isn't suitable for a family. And he seems to spend impulsively, in my opinion, and he seems quick to buy things unnecessarily. When the Suburban broke down, he told his wives they would have to sacrifice to cover it. But Cody never once seemed to consider selling one of his midlife crisis toys to avoid putting the financial strain on his wives and kids. When the sleeping bags didn't zip up on the camping trip episode with Janelle, he immediately wanted to go buy new ones when Janelle knew it wasn't a necessary expense and Cody threw a fit like a child when told no. And ultimately, of course, they didn't spend the money and they didn't need to. It scares me if Janelle wasn't around how Cody would handle the family finances left to his own devices and with just Mary and Christine's help. I think Christine seems very mindful. We know she coupons. But I don't know about Mary or especially Cody handling the budgeting. Janelle was miserable and Janelle didn't know how to fix things. She probably felt everything was on her financially to budget and to make ends meet. That's a lot of pressure to put on Janelle and she was probably the one family member who was extra mindful budgeting endlessly, making sure the dollars and cents would add up each month. I doubt Cody did much. He had his income, but he is impulsive. And with two incomes for five adults and lots of kids, there's no way there's room for impulsivity. Janelle had a nasty fight with Mary, the worst fight ever. And she was at her breaking point and she was heavily depressed. Janelle couldn't see her way out, so she told Cody she was leaving. Janelle got in her car that night and drove to her mom's house. Cody picked Janelle up the next morning to run errands. He asked her nonchalantly if she was better now. I would be livid. Cody is so dismissive. He doesn't have any deep understanding of anyone else's feelings. He lacks empathy or the ability to put himself in another's shoes to understand how they feel. If he understood, he wouldn't dismissively ask Janelle if she was all better now. This is a man who Janelle had five kids with at this point, and she acts as a primary breadwinner supporting two other wives at this point with Cody's income and all the kids, and she is deeply depressed and frustrated, and she is pissed at the financial situation, carrying all of that burden and responsibility on her back. She is spent emotionally and she has to function as a mom to five kids and show up to work at least five days a week. She's deeply depressed and for Cody to dismissively ask if she's all better now as if she's a child with a boo-boo on her knee shows exactly what level of emotional maturity Cody actually has. And it's not at a level where it should be in my opinion. Not then and not now. It's like the biggest slap in the face. And I'm sure to Janelle, 
This felt like the ultimate betrayal, like her husband, the one person she should be able to talk to, is not understanding the depth of the situation. And the husband, her husband, of, with five kids that she had with him, is not offering her support. He's almost minimizing what and dismissing what she's going through, and that's really fucked up. Everything is surface level for Cody, unless it has to do with his own self-interests. If it's something that is inconvenient, like Janelle's depression, Cody dismisses it, or he lets you know he doesn't validate it and care enough to take it seriously, or to be supportive as the husband, or the best friend. It's demeaning for Janelle, and I'm sure it made her feel small and unimportant to Cody, and like she was insignificant to him, and she maybe even felt used to some extent. I can't imagine how she felt to love someone and sacrifice and give that person kids and work day in and day out to support the lifestyle and the family and to help with the budget and then to receive a blasé attitude and no concern or support for any problem that you have when that person is using you and not really there for you as an equal partner It feels so demeaning and belittling, and it's a betrayal in my opinion. Cody likes things convenient, so anytime his wives address issues or have issues themselves, he behaves dismissively, and he doesn't put any thought or effort or communication towards it. He totally dismisses it as if it wasn't even spoken, as if it doesn't even exist. Because Cody thinks his wives will learn to shut up and it will just go away for him because I don't think Cody genuinely cares what his wives go through, provided he doesn't have to deal with it and it's manipulative and it's emotionally abusive to treat your wife in this way or to treat anyone in this way like they don't matter when you matter to them, but they don't matter to you. Janelle writes of Cody. His failure to understand how low I was felt like a slap in the face. Part of me wanted to scream and part of me wanted to laugh at his ignorance and his hopefulness that everything had become better overnight. That afternoon, I bundled all the kids into the car and took them to my mom's. I had reached rock bottom. Until this point, the majority of my struggles within my family arose from sharing a living space. For several years, I had the means to move out and into my own place. If I'd be willing to turn my back on contributing financially to the family. But I wasn't. When we all came into the principle, we looked down on plural families that didn't live together. We believed that living as a unit made us stronger and allowed us to achieve necessary personal and spiritual growth quicker. As we saw it, living under one roof was the only way to do things. We had swallowed this ideal completely. So despite my struggles within the family, I was unwilling to give up on this vision that I'd held onto since I accepted polygamy. Janelle had enough after the fight with Mary. She doesn't address specifically what the fight was, just that it was their worst fight. I wonder if Mary complained she wanted more money from Janelle's check. 
I have a feeling it had to do with finances in some way and Janelle feeling overwhelmed and overburdened by it. I think Janelle wanted to work. She wanted her contribution to be her paycheck. I don't think that Janelle took any issue with that. In my opinion, I think Janelle wanted more people to contribute other than primarily just she and Cody being the breadwinners financially. And I think Janelle became the family's financial planner and budgeter. And I don't think she was expecting having to handle that part of things beyond contributing the paycheck. But she probably saw Cody was impulsive and incapable of handling the family budget. And Cody was very irresponsible financially to an extent. And so Janelle had to bite off more than she could chew. And she probably felt used in ways and trapped. And on top of her being the primary breadwinner, she came back to a tiny home she had no space in. So I'm sure it felt overwhelming and suffocating for her. And she probably wondered what the fuck she was doing when she had enough money to live well in a better situation on her own with her kids. I think the issue is Cody not pulling his weight as far as keeping to a family budget and Cody probably wasn't bringing in enough realistically to keep the family afloat. And Mary and Christine were unwilling to work or they worked but they worked sporadically and of course someone does have to stay home with all of the kids. At the time of the start of the family, we know Mary didn't have the strongest work ethic. She would call off whenever she wanted and she wouldn't worry about not pitching in that financial contribution to the family pot. Then as we know, Janelle encouraged Mary to get a job and she did and she stayed at that job a long time. I think it was something like 10 years, but she would also take off whenever she wanted and forgo her paycheck to travel with Cody previous to this and possibly after too. So A lot of times she brought in nothing. Janelle didn't have that luxury to take off work when she wanted. It was all on her and a significant amount of the whole family's budget came from Janelle and her paycheck. And it was unfair of Cody to put all that burden on Janelle. After this fight with Mary, Janelle took the kids and stayed with her mom for several months until she found her own place. Janelle made a decent salary, so she was able to get a better car in her own home. Janelle built a life for herself independently. She wanted an identity individually apart from the family, so she needed her own home. And she knew if she left her shared space, she wasn't leaving Cody, her marriage, or the family. She says Cody would have done anything he could to keep the family connected, whether in one home or in many homes. After buying her own home, Janelle went back to school and she got her degree in accounting. I think that's awesome. It changed her world getting a degree and she felt happy to achieve it. She felt personally fulfilled and intellectually fulfilled. Janelle knew her career would thrive and she took control of herself and her life and her future. And that gave Janelle self-confidence. When Janelle lived on her own, she was not cut off from the family. In time, Cody began spending nights at Janelle's house. Janelle didn't want her kids to feel separated from their siblings. So she would drive them 30 miles every day, each way, to be with Christine and Mary and their siblings. Christine and Mary would watch Janelle's kids and homeschool them. 
On weekends, the whole family got together for family meals. The separation did wonders for Janelle, and she was able to run her household the way she wanted to, and not as her sister wives suggested. Janelle liked doing dishes in the morning and leaving nights for relaxation, and that habit drove Janelle's sister wives crazy. Mary and Christine insisted the dishes be done at night, and it irked Janelle. Janelle says, although things like this seem trivial, over the years, small things can fester and grow to big issues. When Janelle lived on her own, all these issues went out the window. She could run things as she saw fit in her own house. She didn't have to worry about what anyone else thought. Janelle could focus on work and school and living on her own. Janelle never worried about petty stuff. She was so busy all the time. The petty stuff was the source of Janelle's grievances with Mary. So now everyone could move on. Now Janelle, Christine, and Mary each had their own separate home and they had their own kitchens. And all the wives sharing a kitchen was a major source of strife for the Browns. Each wife could live as they liked in their own house, in their own space, without interference from others. Imagine how annoying that would be, that each time you fold the towels because you're doing it your way and not the other wife's way, they come and they criticize you, and then they try to demean you for it, and then you have to do it their way, even though you prefer doing it the other way, just to appease them, to avoid a fucking tornado. Oh my God, I would feel so suffocated like that. I don't even think I could handle to live with roommates. I love having my own space. It is so important. I can't imagine what it would be like having people criticize the way that I do things and expecting me to do them their way. No way, no way, I couldn't do it. So it's, it's amazing that they lasted that long doing that. I'm sure Janelle just removing that suffocation and that criticism and that interference from others and having that space helped elevate her mood so that she could go do school and pursue all of this stuff that really fulfills her on a deep level. So I think that her getting her own house was amazing and I think it was the right thing to do in her situation. Janelle's relationship with Cody improved at this point. She writes, My happiness and my independence allowed Cody and me to enter a new phase in our relationship. I know it sounds silly to say, but after 10 years of marriage, we finally had the time to get to know each other on a more spiritual and intimate level and to enjoy our moments alone. We became parents so soon into our marriage that we rarely had time to ourselves. When we finally did, it was refreshing and reassuring. I felt that my marriage was stronger than ever. I think when you're a grown adult with kids, even without kids, married or not, it becomes harder to live with other people as roommates or in Janelle's case, as sister wives. Every adult has their own preferences and their own quirks when it comes to their housekeeping, how they live, their habits, how they run their house. And with polygamy, each wife has her own way of running things and each wife will naturally do things her way. So to all live together and share certain living spaces like the kitchen and have each wife criticizing and commenting and giving their input, assuming the way they do things is right and trying to make the other wives do stuff the way they like, then it feels suffocating in your own home. 
and every wife deserves their own autonomy and space and freedom to run their space and run their household as they like without hearing anyone else's input or criticism. So I think there was a lot of criticism and condescension going on just with simple things like daily household chores, things in running the household. And then I'm sure the criticized wives being forced to do things to another wife's liking makes them feel like they are not free in their own homes to be themselves and they feel unable to function as they would wish to. So it feels incredibly suffocating for them. I think the only way for it to work in a polygamous situation would be separate homes or separate living spaces under one roof with separate kitchen. No wife or roommate should ever comment or push the other to do things as they would. Every person deserves to feel free and like they have agency and autonomy in their own home and that they're free to be themselves. Janelle didn't feel that way because of Mary and because Cody was not doing his job as a husband in the plural family, making sure each wife got that equal agency and autonomy and freedom in the home. Two years after Janelle began living in her own home, Cody told her he was moving the family to Utah since he found a job that would not require travel and he could be home with the kids every night. Janelle wasn't going to go and she told Cody so. She was happy with her job and her home and her life and she wasn't going to move and live under the same roof as her sister wives ever again. Janelle was stubborn and she made up her mind that she never wanted to live under the same roof as her sister wives. She refused to move for almost a year, but she missed the family and she knew the kids missed their siblings. Cody told Janelle he found a house with three separate apartments, each with its own kitchen and living quarters, separate living spaces under one roof. Janelle wanted the siblings to be close and this meant they could all live together permanently and Janelle could be close to the family but still have her own space. Janelle was lonely being alone for months since Cody moved. And Janelle says living together but having her own separate living quarters was a dream come true. The big house changed everything. They were able to be together as a family. Janelle got to have her own space while the kids all got to see their siblings. Kids could always be together every day and they could all have access to all the moms. Cody was always home since he no longer had to travel for work. Cody saw all of his kids every day and it was magical living in the big house. Janelle and Cody embarked on a new sweet phase of their marriage when Janelle moved to her own place in Wyoming. And in Utah, that phase grew even sweeter. Janelle was always overwhelmed with work and the kids and her job, so she never allowed herself to be emotionally vulnerable with Cody. In the first years of their relationship, when Janelle was unsure of her place in the family, she wanted to prove she was self-sufficient and it hindered her from being vulnerable with Cody. What might have hindered her too is her understanding that Cody would just be dismissive of her. He probably only changed his tune when Janelle made it clear at any point she can leave and make an even better life for herself. 
getting her degree and a job and her own home all by herself. She even got a better car all on her own. And Cody needed Janelle's financial contribution to support his lifestyle and the family. And he also needs three wives to secure his place in heaven. So if Janelle were to ever permanently leave or divorce Cody, it would defeat his purpose in living polygamy, since that's the only way he can get into heaven. When Janelle first met Cody, love was about an intellectual connection and friendship. Janelle didn't want a love relationship with a big romantic element. She wanted a practical relationship that would provide a happy, stable environment for her kids. That was enough for Janelle. She didn't like a lot of romantic stuff. She would rather have a good conversation and a date at the bookstore than hand-holding and sweet words and googly eyes. Janelle says, nevertheless, she has a husband who is unbelievably sensitive to her needs and wants. How is that the case? What about when Cody picked Janelle up to run errands a few paragraphs ago during her postpartum depression and he mocked her by dismissing her, asking if she was all better now? What about how Cody would have Mary take off of work to travel with him, leaving a heavily pregnant Janelle who couldn't take off work behind as Mary got to spend one-on-one time with Cody as she worked to support both of them? What about when Janelle felt so uncomfortable in her own house with Mary terrorizing her emotionally and creating a toxic environment to the point that Janelle had to live in her bedroom and avoid common spaces in the house to feel safe and comfortable that she paid for. Janelle helped pay for this house that she felt so uncomfortable in. And Cody did nothing to address it or make Janelle feel supported. Janelle says, Cody is intimately engaged with his children. Really? Last tell-all, Cody revealed his older kids don't even speak to him. Cody said he thinks they need therapy, not him. And he tried to kick Janelle's kids out of the house during a pandemic, complaining they're 18 and he has done all he can for them. He was adamant he wanted them out from under Janelle's roof just because his ego was bruised that his kids can't follow his COVID mandates he created that were incredibly unreasonable. But Cody was perfectly fine letting his adult kids live with him and Robin because they obey his every whim. And he considers Robin's kids to be loyal and respectful because they obey everything Cody says. So those 18-year-old plus kids, he is happy to help and they can live at home as long as they like. And he said as much. But Janelle's 18 plus sons get a different standard because Cody's ego got bruised. Is that a man that is intimately engaged with his kids? That talk with Gabe at Coyote Pass was not a father intimately engaged with his son. It was a son pleading with his dad to communicate, to resume his phone calls, at least wanting his dad in his life. And Cody blamed the pandemic. He blamed his wife's lax, irresponsible attitude to the pandemic when they followed CDC guidelines and they were responsible. Cody blamed the fact that they traveled responsibly or that Christine went and got a massage as a reason he couldn't see his kids, as a reason he couldn't call. And Gabe didn't allow it. He defended Christine and Janelle, his moms. 
and he didn't allow Cody to deflect from his responsibility and accountability for his own behaviors and actions. Gabe made clear that for 10 plus months, Cody was living monogamously with Robin, and during that time, he even stopped not only the rotation with his wives and seeing his kids equally, but he also stopped calling his kids like he used to. Why was that? Was it because Cody places his ego over his relationships with his kids? Why can't Cody accept constructive criticism? His son was having a beautiful, self-aware, emotionally intelligent conversation with his dad. And Cody froze and deflected. And he gave Gabe back not a crumb of reassurance or love. It was nauseating and disheartening and sad to watch Gabe in tears plead with his dad, who looked like he was an automaton with no emotions, nothing, just using the standard tactics of deflection and lamenting he is no longer the authority, he is no longer the head of the family. So anyone who doesn't perceive Cody as the ultimate leader, anyone who brushes with Cody's ego and the way he perceives himself, Cody cuts off and Cody abandons and Cody distances himself from, even his own kids. And Cody thinks his kids need therapy. His wives are the problem. His family is an obstacle to his goals in life. When Cody is his own worst enemy. And Cody is the problem, not everyone around him. Cody is the most logical, loving parent Janelle has ever seen. Is it logical to tell your daughter in pain every day who needs a required surgery for her scoliosis that is worse than 50 degrees, which is when they operate, that she will have an ugly scar if she goes through with this surgery that is required. It's not a cosmetic procedure and it's not an optional choice. It's a threat to her health and it affects her pain level and her quality of life. Is it logical and loving to ask your daughter to go alone across the country in severe pain during a pandemic and having her fear that as an actual possibility as her mom, Christine, has to immediately jump into the conversation and assure her she won't be going to that surgery alone. Cody didn't go and Cody was the first person Isabel wanted when she woke up from her surgery and Cody was nowhere to be found and Cody also had the nerve to ask Isabel if his refusal to attend the surgery because it was inconvenient for him, basically, would result in her becoming a bitter old housewife. Is that a loving and logical father who was intimately engaged and involved with his kids? Cody was so resentful of Christine and the kids going to New Jersey to the specialist to do this procedure that he referred to their time in New Jersey as Christine's vacation. Janelle says she lucked into the most romantic thing she could ever dream up, an ideal parent with whom she had an intellectual connection. In the big house, Janelle began letting her guard down. She showed Cody her sensitive side. Janelle felt confident with her place in the family while maintaining her personal space in the big house. Janelle is wary of emotional vulnerability and she fears getting hurt. So she puts up a wall and resists letting people in. In the big house, Janelle was able to communicate things that were bothering her to Cody. 
She let Cody see when she was hurting, and she allowed Cody to be supportive. She and Cody forged a life together that came from a strange and distant beginning. As Janelle developed more self-esteem through finishing school and her career, she didn't take the criticism of others, like her sister wives, as seriously. She decided not to let anyone tell her how to act, what to do, or how to behave. Janelle began to relax with her sister wives, and Janelle and her sister wives came to a mutual understanding and a collective respect. She and her sister wives have grown so much together that they are bonded by their emotional history and collective experiences. The sister wives are all conscious of what they say to each other and that they aren't communicating in a hurtful manner. Every decision is grounded in what is best for the whole family. Mary, Christine, and Janelle share the same values, and the family is an amalgam of each of their individual habits. Each sister wife contributed something to the way the family is run. Janelle's sister wives influence how she sees the world. Mary, Christine, and Janelle adapt to and adopt each other's traits, making practical and moral changes to develop their own culture. And among other FLDS families, the Browns are considered open-minded to the point of being almost liberal. If you believe in a faith that doesn't allow people of color in priesthood positions or leadership positions, Janelle says one pitfall of living in the big house was her comparing her relationship with Cody to her sister wives' relationships with Cody. And Janelle says comparison is the death of plural marriage. It leads to unhappiness. Janelle says she has to be true to herself and admit what she wants and not simply want something because her sister wife has it. She can't assume Cody loves another wife more because he gives that wife something he doesn't give Janelle. She writes, Our marriages are individual and we don't want or need the same things. But awareness of what someone else has in her relationship can cause you to question yours. And this is where the danger lies. Cody is tender with us in different ways. He has different methods of expressing his love. Maybe he leaves notes for one wife, sweet voicemails for another, or maybe the way of showing his love is by always putting someone's kids to bed. These differences are vital to our lives. They are what make each of our marriages unique and special. After 16 years, Janelle, Cody, Mary, and Christine arrived at the ideal Janelle envisioned when she accepted the principle of plural marriage. The family was happy and thriving, and they were able to make decisions as a group without much strife or hurt feelings. The Brown family found their groove, and Janelle felt nothing could disrupt their flow. Then the other shoe dropped. Cody came to Janelle one afternoon and he told her he was thinking of courting Robin. And the way Cody handled it left her in awe of his emotional growth. Cody told Janelle and Christine he was serious about Robin before she showed up to the barbecue to meet the family. And he sprung it on Christine and Janelle last minute as Mary and Cody shared their secret of Robin for a time. This is the same type of emotional gymnastics 
Janelle did to make Cody look better during the honeymoon special with Robin. Janelle admitted her emotions were on a roller coaster and she was so angry with Cody, she refused to pick up the phone for days. Then one day she picked up and Cody said all the right things and all was well. And Janelle said instead of feeling angry that she was happy to have such a great husband who was able to customize and tailor what he did for each wife based on her needs. So it was okay she got the three-day road trip to Wyoming as a honeymoon while Robin got the nearly two-week honeymoon in San Diego because Robin needed it. And what Janelle needed from Cody was the three-day road trip. Now she is saying she is blown away by the emotional maturity with which Cody has sprung the idea of courting Robin on her and Christine right before she was coming to meet the family when it was already in the bag and Christine and Janelle, the most important people to know, the people who should know first, were actually the last to know. Janelle says Cody learned so much over the years from her and Mary and Christine. When Cody courted Robin, it became clear to Janelle that Cody empathized with the difficulty she had coming into the family. Cody demonstrated that he had learned from Janelle's struggles. Cody was careful about moving slowly to integrate Robin into their lives. He gave Robin enough time to get to know each wife and all of the kids individually. When Cody and Robin were getting to know each other pre-courtship, Cody would bring down one of his wives and some of his kids to spend time with Robin. He made sure Robin felt like an important part of the family and he let his existing family know they were all still as important to him. They mattered as much as they had before Robin entered the picture. Cody was protective of Robin, so when they married, she felt she already belonged to the family. Cody and Robin's courtship coincided with the family participating in their reality show, Sister Wives. It wasn't an easy choice to make to do the show. There were many discussions, the unfamiliar waters of being on the TV show, and the consequences of coming out publicly complicated Robin's entrance into the family. It drew out Robin's courtship with Cody, and it forced them to put off their wedding for a few months. Janelle was fine with Cody and Robin's courtship, but she struggled with it after Cody and Robin married. Janelle writes, It's hard to reconfigure your life, your needs, and your children's needs with a new wife in the picture. My mother explains this adjustment in a clever way. She says that wives are like spokes in a wheel. They keep the wheel balanced, grounded, and strong. When a new wife comes in, you all need to move over. It's an uncomfortable adjustment at first, but when you get your groove back, you're stronger because of it. Did the family and the wives and the dynamic grow stronger because of the shifting of the spokes in the wheel? Or did the family weaken? Did the fabric fray? Did the dynamic dissolve into a toxic sludge? Look at the state of the family now. Christine has left. She now lives in Utah. Janelle is still there, but things seem strained between Janelle and Cody. And we know per the tell-all, they are definitely on different pages as to how they perceive their relationship. Cody barely tolerates Mary, even as an acquaintance, and he only feels home at Robin's house. And he used the pandemic as an excuse to live monogamously 
with Robin stating things this season like his family is an obstacle to his goals in life. Cody seems to view his family as an obstacle to his goals, as an obstacle to his happiness. Is that a grounded, balanced, strong wheel? Or is the wheel in tatters bent on the side of the highway with the spokes falling off? In my opinion, the dynamic disintegrated more rapidly as Robin entered the family. The family already had problems. Christine was saying she hated polygamy behind closed doors by the time they were filming the show. Robin came in and the wives had already adjusted to the family dynamic and they had been adjusted for a very long time before Robin came in and everyone was adjusted to each other's ways. And the reason the family worked pre-Robin, despite its existing issues, in my opinion, was that each sister wife and Cody prioritized the family over their own needs or the needs of their marriages. The family as a whole came first for all the adults involved in their lifestyle. When Robin came into the polygamous situation, and she admits this in the book, her priority was her marriage and having a romantic love, and her relationship with her husband was her main priority. Her marriage and her own needs came first, not the family. She prioritized Cody over the family, and Cody liked that, and he gravitated to Robin, and I think she made him feel like the authoritative leader that she would always obey and that she depended on him, and she boosted his ego, And Cody likes being the center of attention, provided he isn't inconvenienced by problems and pesky emotions. He likes to be the center of each of his wives' world. So Robin prioritized the husband, and Cody gravitated to Robin because she made him feel like the leader who was wanted and needed and looked to and depended on. And so Cody began prioritizing Robin, She was convenient and easy and she didn't make waves. Robin prioritized Cody and the wives, Christine, Mary, and Janelle prioritized the family and not their own needs, not their own marriages, but the larger family. So Cody backed out of his contract and he changed his priorities when Robin entered the family and it wasn't fair. And that is how the dynamic disintegrated. He was all in with Robin. He was fully invested, swimming in the pool, diving in headfirst, doing laps. He wasn't just dipping his toe in. And the other wives felt this. They saw that he was less present and invested with them. He just phoned it in and Cody stopped being fair across the board with his time and level of investment. The marriages Cody had, he tolerated. But they became, I think, like his commitments after he met Robin. And he had to keep all of his marriages and he had to keep all of his commitments. But it wasn't Cody being fully invested from his heart. Cody went through the motions, but he always made it clear, Robin is the favorite wife and the heart wants what it wants. And I think Cody resented having these obligations. And it was like getting through a chore. He didn't care genuinely anymore. And then he began really making it obvious that he favored Robin. And he even used the pandemic as an excuse to live monogamy with Robin, creating those absurd COVID mandates that are more stringent than the CDC guidelines. 
And when he says his family is an obstacle to his goals in life, one has to ask, what are those goals? If it isn't your family and it isn't your wives, what are Cody's goals in life and what are his intentions? When Robin came into the family, she brought three kids into the family along with her. And so the Browns decided a good way to integrate the families was putting all of the kids in public school together. Most of the Brown kids had been homeschooled, so now everyone, Robin's kids and the Brown kids, would all go to public school. Janelle admits the way she, Christine, and Mary parent is different than Robin. Janelle, Christine, and Mary didn't baby their kids. When things didn't go the kids' way, they would expect the kids to get over it and move on. The kids aren't catered to or coddled. Janelle says Robin coddles her kids more, and Janelle thinks it's because of their initial tumultuous home life with Robin's first husband. She says the most important thing Robin has taught them is how to communicate when arguing in a more effective, polite way. There are lots of family discussions and things can get very heated or blow-ups can happen. Before Robin came into the family, arguments would end unresolved with raised voices or slammed doors. The family would avoid discussing things because discussions could make things worse rather than better. Cody and Robin got into an argument early on in their relationship and through example, Robin showed Cody how to take time to talk out a problem without walking away with no resolution. Janelle says these days, Robin leads the family discussions and no one is allowed to leave until a resolution is reached. After Robin married Cody, the family's rhythm was disrupted and everyone was harsh with Robin, but she extended olive branches to Janelle and she offered to help Janelle with the kids' homework and she would buy trinkets that represented the family and give them to Janelle just because. In my opinion, Robin offering to watch the kids after school or these just because gifts representing the family, that was Robin's way to manipulate her way into the wives' good graces and into Janelle's good graces, just as she did with the wedding dress shopping experience. In my opinion, Robin watched the kids because she understood that she was taking money from each wife's budget and in a sense, she was taking from Cody's kids as well. And she was living in a rental paid for by Janelle and Cody. And they cumulatively paid all of Robin's bills. As Robin stayed home, refusing to work, stretching the family's resources even thinner in order to absorb her and her three kids, and they had to pay for Robin's food, shelter, bills, and her whole existence, and for her kids as well. So Robin wanted to appear to be useful so there would be less resentment, and that's why she did it, in my opinion. Robin claims she worked and she paid for her whole house and her whole life before Cody. If Robin worked and she was able to pay for herself and pay for her kids through working hard on her own and being a responsible, mature adult, how did she find it acceptable to not work when she married Cody, knowing Cody's wives and kids would have to sacrifice making do with much less so she could live for free as her and her kids were living off the other wives and Cody 
without lifting a finger herself. Janelle says during the first year, she was not willing to accept Robin's olive branches. Janelle was settled in her ways and she wasn't open to anything new. Notice Janelle is still hesitant years later, even after Christine's exit from the family or more so her marriage to Cody, because I believe Christine will always be a part of the family and she is the heart of the family in my opinion. But upon Christine divorcing Cody, Robin went to Janelle and she asked for them to be closer. And Janelle told Robin she would have to think about it. And I hope she is still thinking. She's buffering and I hope she stays buffering on that. Janelle didn't want to open up to Robin and she knew Cody and Robin were destined to be together. But she felt unwilling to build a bridge to Robin. Janelle was very busy with work and with her kids when Robin joined the family and she didn't feel she needed Robin and Janelle also didn't feel she had time for Robin. Janelle believed she and Robin could live like they were riding in the same car but looking out of separate windows. Janelle worked hard to find an equilibrium with Christine and Mary and she, Christine and Mary had formed a partnership over time. Janelle says she didn't have reservations with bringing Robin into the family, but she wasn't committed to the emotional and practical work it would take to incorporate Robin or to bond with her. She didn't need or want to make room for Robin in her life, and apparently she still doesn't want to. She's thinking about it per last tell-all. Now, when Janelle says she didn't have reservations with bringing Robin into the family, that's not entirely true, and it contradicts the show. Now, on the show, we know when Mary tried to prepare Christine and Janelle by saying things like, maybe it's time to add another wife, Janelle said no way, and so did Christine. They like things as is. We also know Janelle said she had financial concerns about how they would absorb Robin and the kids and stretch their already finite resources to pay for them when Robin wasn't going to work to contribute financially to the family. She was just taking the free ride, even though she supposedly claims she had no problem working to support herself and her kids pre-marriage. But now that she married Cody, the time to work was over for Robin. Robin was okay sleeping at night, knowing each wife got less budget to work with and each kid got less because the finances had to stretch even thinner to cover Robin, who refused to work or claimed she couldn't find a job. Cody even said if a kid needs new shoes or braces or some type of extra expense when a wife's budget runs out, the squeakiest wheel gets the grease. Kids with holes in their shoes have to go to Cody and beg for new shoes. But Robin can't work like she did before she married Cody. She isn't comfortable with gainful employment or covering her and her kids' finances, but she is comfortable giving each wife less in their budget and each kid less to have foreign necessities so she can live in her rental and have her bills paid without lifting a finger. Janelle made clear on the show she was uncomfortable with absorbing the financial responsibility of Robin and her three kids. And she says it on the show, so she did have reservations, although she says she had none in the book with Robin coming into the family.
Eventually, Janelle stopped fighting against the idea of having Robin as a friend. She understood how helpful Robin was in teaching the family to communicate better. She realized she was looking for a way to punish Cody and Robin for disrupting her life. So Janelle realized it took too much time and energy to be angry at Robin as Robin was trying so hard to open up to her. Janelle began letting Robin in and they still have far to go. But at this point in the book, Janelle says she started the process and she is still starting the process. She's still thinking about it per last season's tell-all. Robin is waiting by the phone. Janelle says she was happy with her life before Robin came in and she never thought Robin would be a part of their lives. And Janelle was happy with four adults in the family. She never saw Robin coming. But when Cody mentioned Robin, Janelle felt spiritually moved and now Robin feels meant to be there in the family. Janelle says Robin is very emotionally mature, so much so that she points out areas in all the marriages that need solidifying. Robin helps Cody realize areas where he shortchanges certain relationships without realizing it. Robin has given Cody the tools to communicate more effectively. So Cody was able to explain to Janelle that they need to have more warmth and affection in their relationship. And Janelle is learning to be less pragmatic with love and more romantic. Janelle says over the years, she and Cody have had the habit of letting family finances or family business dominate their alone time. Family matters were the main topics of their discussions on Janelle's nights. And since Janelle is work oriented, it didn't seem strange to her to discuss business matters on dates with Cody. But this meant Cody and Janelle stopped talking to each other as husband and wife, and they interacted more like business partners. They forgot about the sweet aspect of their marriage, and they knew something was wrong, and they had to make a change. Janelle recognized she needed to change her tone with Cody. She needed to be sweeter and more loving with him. Janelle realized she could have a more emotional, caring relationship with Cody if they set aside business conversations during their nights. As a result of that change, their relationship has grown deeper. Janelle and Cody's relationship continues to grow and evolve, just as the family evolves as well. Janelle writes, This is the beauty of the principle. It demands that you never stop working on yourself in order to be the best person you can be on this earth. There is no room for complacency. She says, you don't always like your sisters. You don't always get along, but you always love them deep down. I wonder how Janelle feels about Robin joining the family now. And I wonder if she still feels Robin has been helpful in teaching the family to communicate to improve the dynamic, or if Robin's suggestions of what needs to be fixed in each marriage were helpful in my opinion, the more Robin interfered, the less solid the dynamic of the Brown family became. And now we see Cody's behavior devolve increasingly each season. He no longer has any type of relationship with Mary, who refuses to leave. Christine has divorced Cody. Janelle has a rocky relationship with Cody. And Cody and Robin are going strong. 
I think Robin interfered with the marriages because she wanted to be able to manipulate things and know everything that was going on in each marriage when it's not her place to tell people in their individual marriages what to improve. The reason Robin got so involved, the reason she pretended to be concerned for the issues Cody had in each marriage, the reason Robin brought Janelle gifts symbolizing the family that Janelle perceived as Robin's high emotional intelligence, all of the things that Robin did to be helpful, in my opinion, it's all just manipulation because Robin manipulated her way into getting everything she wanted. Robin is very clearly her own priority. Her priority is herself and her husband and her marriage, not her sister or wives. She meddled and she is good at reading people's emotions, but that doesn't make her emotionally intelligent. She uses her ability to read people and dynamics and emotions in an attempt to manipulate, to get her way. Like the fake wedding dress shopping experience, or like when she bought Mary the sister's figurine for Christmas. But when it comes down to it, is Robin about Robin or is Robin about putting the family first? If Mary is really like Robin's sister, for example, why didn't Robin support Mary with the inn the way Mary supported Robin for My Sister Wife's Closet? When Mary wanted to go back to school, Robin wasn't encouraging. She was pissed Mary would not be able to put in as much time helping her because she wanted to have more kids. So she cares most, in my opinion, about her own interests above the family. And since she came in because she didn't share the same priority as Cody and Mary and Janelle and Christine of putting the family first, it ripped everything apart, in my opinion. That does it for this episode of Becoming Sister Wives Book Club. Look out this week for the next episode of My Sister Wives Rewatch, Season 3, Episode 1, The Announcement. That will be a good one. Robin announces she's with child. And next week, look out for the next episode of Book Club on Chapter 7, Christine, the next episode of Seeking Sister Wife, and of course, my next Sister Wives rewatch episode next week, Season 3, Episode 2, Teen Sex Talk. But this week, look out for Season 3, Episode 1, The Announcement. To my YouTube viewers, please like, subscribe, and let me know your thoughts on all things Sister Wives down below in the comments section. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you soon. Bye.